What's going on, good people? Rich here. School in the building. What's happening? Hey, everybody. It's your girl, Ray P, back on the mic for another one. What's going on, fellas? Ray P looking like butter. Straight up, straight up, man. I, 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 I gave the spiel before we started recording, but check out YouTube, man. It's not, it's just, it's just the whole aesthetic, man. Ray P just got a whole little thing going on. Yeah, I just turned my uh, setup around. <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah, she got the hair in the bun. Yeah, all that. The glasses out. Yeah, just check out YouTube. Like I said, man. Football season. I got something special coming. Don't worry about it. Okay, then. All right, man. We'll see. We got, got, got backdrops. All right. I ain't mad at you. I'm scared of y'all. Yeah. <laughs> oh, but wel- welcome back to another episode of the Culture Garden Podcast. We appreciate y'all tuning in for another week. Thank you, as always, for checking us out. Can't say it enough, man. We really appreciate y'all. For all the new listeners, people who have just, you know, been in contact with us or just found us, we appreciate y'all. Welcome. Um, this podcast was created to give flowers to the culture. Um, it's a film podcast as well. So we do like to flex. I would like to say that Rachel School, you know, we all cinephiles. We like movies more than the average person. Sure. Um, and we can get out the we can get outside of the bag of just culture movies. And we will do that a lot more often because there's so many of them. Um, but this week we're gonna be talking about Pretty Woman, which was my choice, and I'll get to that in a second. Before we talk about today's episode, do not forget about We Got Y'all, the television podcast. Um, It's on a little break, very, very, very small break. Like We will be right back because there are two HBO shows that are – yeah, right back. Mm -hmm. Um, There will be two HBO shows that are dropping. Um, I cannot wait to start that discussion with Rachel, uh, Winning Time, and Rap Shit. So both of those for sure. Please make sure you subscribe to that feed. It's its own feed. It's in our link tree. Um, if you click the link tree in the episode description at the bottom of this uh, episode, you'll have access to all of that. Um, and before we get started today, there will be spoilers. There will be explicit content. The film is 33 years old. It is what it is. But I just want to let y'all know beforehand. Like I said, we're talking about Pretty Woman. This was my week. You might be thinking, like, damn, Rich, why do you pick Pretty Woman? <laughs> no, for real. For one, not nah, for real. For one, I told y'all that I wanted to just kind of get out of our normal box and just talk about something different. Um, the big reason for me is this kind of is as close as you can get to a first watch. I've seen Pretty Woman before, but it's one of those movies you've seen as a kid. Like, nothing surprised me, but I never yeah. looked at it from an adult lens and really sat down with it. Yeah, And it's one of those classic rom-coms as far as what people talk about when they bring up rom-coms, especially in that late 80s, early 90s era when that whole genre kind of started popping up. Yep. So it was just an interesting one for me to talk about. And I talked about how much we were like cinephiles. I don't know why I don't care about this movie. For oh. For it to be in such high regard, I don't know why I didn't. I love, I'm a rom-com fool, y'all. I should have put that in my reason as well. Mm-hmm. I love rom-coms. Like, it's one of my favorite genres. And I don't know if it's too outdated for me or if this character just didn't attach as I think they should. I have a couple reasons, but I want to talk to y'all about it as well. But I feel like I should love this movie a lot more than what I, than how much I enjoy it. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, um, sure. I already know why. Go ahead, whoever. Well, I'm I'm gonna say the reason why is because 
this is the OG. And of course, it's been watered down. Every this movie has been made 20, 30, 40, 50 times. Um, so you've seen this movie. It, it's a typical two people fall in love that shouldn't from two different worlds. Um, it's just a lot of but, reasons why. But all right, so I thought about that for a second, but I'm a big fan of When Harry Met Sally. And that came out before this, maybe a couple years before this, 87, 88. I can't remember the exact year. But I, I think that movie still holds up. And that was the OG OG. Yeah. yeah. You know, the one that. Well, the OG OG is Romeo and Juliet. No, I'm talking oh, about as far as. The... shouldn't be in love. But <laughs> not, yeah, not, not... Point... Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, I was just saying for school's point, two people who shouldn't be in love. That's, you know, that's Romeo and Juliet. Mm-hmm. Um, for me, it wasn't so much of that. And like you, I don't, I'm 36. I don't think I've seen this movie in at least 25 years, at least sat down to watch it start to finish. You know, I've come mm-hmm. in on it being on several times. I may have started it and never finished it, got distracted, you know, but I thought it wasn't a hard watch. No, it wasn't a hard watch. Didn't pull anything from it. You know what I'm saying? If that makes yeah, sense. I, I, I wasn't moved by it. Yeah. 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 And that doesn't mean I didn't like it or I, that it was unenjoyable. I just didn't feel invested in those characters. I wasn't rooting for it one way or another on how they ended. And I usually don't it's, feel like that in rom-coms. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Especially for a pretty woman to be the holy grail of yeah rom-coms you know uh I have, one of the yeah. i have a weird relationship with pretty woman um so shout out to me and uh rich's little cousin um she loves this movie i'm talking about when we were like six seven eight she was watching this movie like non-stop Oh, wow. After it go off, rewind it VHS and press play again. Like she loves this movie. <laughs> I can inbox her and let her know, like, we doing this movie. Her birthday just passed, so happy birthday to her. Um so I have a weird relationship with this movie. And like you, uh Ray, I haven't seen it in so long. And I'm like, damn, I wonder what my perspective would be now that I'm 34, married, blah, 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 blah. And this shit was trash to me. <laughs> like I won't mm, watch trash. Yeah, I won't watch this again. Um, okay. Oh, all right. I, that, and listen, all right. So, won't watch it again is fair, but it's trash. Yeah, you think it's trash. Yeah, I don't. I think it was hyped. Um, okay, I think hyped and trash are two different things. Hype and trash is both. <laughs> ah! Ooh, all right, that's me. That's how. Hey, I, that's, I, hey, that's I, hey, that's your opinion. That's why I can't say nothing. That's your I watched it. I watched it just like you two, like you said, and it didn't, like you said, it didn't pull you in, especially for Julia Roberts to have been nominated. Like that part's a little bit of a stretch. I, she was good, and we got to remember this is her breakout role. This is the role that made her Julia Roberts and America's mm-hmm. Sweetheart. Yeah, but absolutely. It was a little bit of a stretch to see her nominated. I did enjoy her performance, obviously, but I don't know if it was Academy Award. Yeah, like it was, and I think that was just because of the impact of the movie, you know, like like you, I'm sure you're going to get into Rich, the stats of this movie, like it's it's phenomenal. The movies that 
was above it, like E.T., Star Wars, and then there's uh, Pretty Woman. Like, that's crazy. That's a crazy list. Um, so, she. Yeah, so, we'll just get rolling into it. I know we started the episode, I mean, the, the conversation early, but we'll get into the synopsis. A man in a legal but hurtful business needs an escort for some social events and hires a beautiful prostitute he meets only to fall in love. As far as the stats go, it was released March 23rd, 1990, which is ironic because last week we did Above the Rim, and that was released on March 23rd, 1994. Um, directed by Gary Marshall, he wrote for The Lucy Show, and he also wrote for The Dick Van Dyke Show, so this is going back way back in the day. Shout out to my Nick and Night kids. Yeah. That whole generation, that whole era, you already know what it is. <laughs> um, he also created The Odd Couple, Happy Days, Laverne and Shirley, and Mork and Mindy. Um, he also directed Runaway Bride, which also stars Julia Roberts and Richard Gere, which came out nine years later, and The Princess Diaries. Um, so those, I think Anne, that's Anne Hathaway, right? That's yep. my girl Anne. That's classic. Yeah, I love I, I love Anne Hathaway. I rock with Anne. Um, so he directed that as well. Unfortunately, Thanks. he passed away in 2016, but definitely left us with a lot of his work. Um, the screenplay was written by J.F. Lawton. There were a lot of rewrites and a lot of other contributors afterwards. We'll get into that as we discuss the origin. Had a budget. <laughs> this shit's silly, man. <laughs> Had a budget of $14 million. Listen to this. Made $178.4 million worldwide. $11.2 million open weekend. You said what? Now, that's a blockbuster. Yeah, that's why I started laughing before and said this shit's silly. 11.2 million first weekend or opening weekend to this day in 2023. It is the fourth highest grossing rom-com of all time. It held that slot for 10 years before it was surpassed. Um, we'll talk about that list here in a few. Um, and it's currently streaming on ABC and Freeform. So if you have cable TV, whether it's YouTube TV, Hulu, whatever you use, and you have live TV with it, you can go ahead and download the ABC app, or you can do Freeform. I think it's on Fubo as well. Yeah. It is rated R, but there's not much of a difference between the free version and the theatrical version. About eight minutes of runtime and a couple cuss words. It's still a Disney movie, yeah. so it's not like they went OD with the cussing. Um, and I guess it's a little taboo to talk about prostitutes in 1990, which is a different time. So that was a big kind of thing. But yeah, we'll talk about awards real quick. Go ahead. Now, I was going to say, once you get into, like, the origin story, it's crazy, like, how different this movie would have been, though. Oh, yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. As far as awards go, Julia Roberts was nominated for an Academy Award for Best Actress, as we discussed earlier. She lost to Kathy Bates for her performance in Misery. Um, she did win the Golden Globe that, that year, which is... <laughs> That's crazy. Yeah. I love Julia. I know this was a... But we're in... Re, we have revisionist history. Like, we... In 1990, this was the coming of the next big movie star. Yeah. So I get why the hype was with her. It's it's just crazy to say that now because we we grew up with Julia Roberts. Julia Roberts has been famous since we could comprehend her. Yeah. So we didn't see the origin of it. So I think yeah. that's probably why it was so gun cold. But they do that. There are certain times when you look at some of those years and look at some of those awards and be like, damn, I always talk about Crash. Yeah. Like, that Crash won Best Picture is insane. That's crazy. It's nuts, but that's neither here nor there. Um, Richard Gere and Hector Elizondo were nominated for Golden Globes as well for Best Actor and Best Supporting Actor. Richard Gere didn't really blow me away in this film either. Bro, Richard Gere. 
He didn't yeah. really blow me away in this movie either. Um, it did win for the BMI Film and TV Awards. James Newton Howard won for the Film Music Award uh, for It Must Have Been Love. And that also won the most performed song from a film. As far as the cast go, we talked about Richard Gere as Edward Lewis. Shout out to moms. Shout out to Dukes, man, because her favorite movie, one of them, if not her favorite, is Officer and a Gentleman. So shout out to her. Uh, Julia Roberts is Vivian Ward. Barbara Marshall, who was the director's wife, Gary Marshall's wife, um, told a story from when they were on set of making this movie. I remember one day Richard Gere was walking around and I said, Richard, what's the matter? You look a little sad. And he said, you know, I just realized I'm the suit. And she said, what are you talking about? He said, it's her picture. Like She's wonderful. There was like this aura around her in this set because uh, all she had really done was Mystic Pizza and a couple other things. Yeah, you know, there was this aura while people were talking about her on set, like, yo, this is this is it. This is her. She's the one. So, like I said, that just goes to show about her performance, even though it's hard to comprehend in 2023. Jason Alexander is Philip Stuckey, Lauren San Giamco as Kit DeLuca, Ralph Bellamy as James Morris. This was his last performance. Alex Hyde White as David Morris and Hector Elizondo as Barney Thompson. All right. Let's talk about the origin a little bit. And then we'll t- I, I want to really break down a conversation about some rom-coms with y'all. All right. So the film was originally called 3000 because that's how much he paid her to stay the week with him. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Today is, I think, around seven grand. Um, if you calculate that to 2023. And it was going to show prostitutes in a weekend with business people really living a life that they could never live. That was the whole premise of the film. Um, J.F. Lawton, he lived in Hollywood, on Hollywood Boulevard at the time, and he was used to these prostitutes and seeing them around. Um, it was really going to focus on that sex worker narrative. Instead yeah. of being a rom-com, it was just some dark, gritty art movie. Um, it wasn't supposed to be funny or light or anything like that. They even said at the end of the film, you know, he shoved her out the car, threw the money on her, left her in some alley. Vivian, a kid, ended up going to Disneyland. Like, it was a real dark film. And he oh described God. it as you were going to be relieved as a viewer. You were going to be relieved that they didn't get together. You wouldn't have been sad at all. You would have been like good for both of them. They don't yeah, need I, but I also saw uh, something about um, Julia's character being addicted to cocaine. Oh yeah, That's yeah. Why the scene where he goes to and she's doing floss, she was really doing cocaine. Like so, that was the thing too. Mm-hmm. She had to stop for a week of to do stop doing drugs. I'm sorry for a whole week. That was part. Yeah. Of yeah, that was part of that was part of the deals of taking them with them and all that kind of stuff. So it was gonna be wild. <laughs> yeah, and then Disney came in and obviously wanted to lighten it up, and yeah. there were a lot of people involved, different names, and they end up coming up with the happy ending. And a lot of that is because they said Richard Gere and let me ask y'all this if you agree with it. Richard Gere and Julia Roberts chemistry did seem like it was there. It did seem yes. when okay. Yeah, and and you got to give Richard Gere respect and props for, I think at this time, this is like his eighth film. And for him to step back, because you can see it in the movie, he definitely like let her do her thing. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. and she did. Like I'm saying, she she was awesome in the movie, but Oscar nomination is wild to me. And for Kathy Bates to win the, the Oscar for Misery, that means she was nominated for the Golden Globe too. Like, come on, bro. <laughs> yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's um that's a good point what you said about Richard Gere because he mentioned how he was he was doing a lot more and they told him specifically, like, nah, you're the straight man in this movie. You are she's the star, you just kind of her support in that kind of sense, in that kind of sense. 
But yeah, there was a world where she would have ended up or could have ended up with uh, Mr. Morse's grandson. Mm. But they said, we have to write it with y'all getting together. There were ideas tossed around about them not ending up together. Yeah. Uh, but they had to because they said the chemistry is too real. It didn't seem fair to watch you guys this whole movie and you not end up together. Right. So you get that knight in shining armor kind of ending and all that kind of stuff. Um, but yeah, JF Law, and the, the reason this even came about or why he wanted to make it so dark is because he was writing like ninja movies and comedies and he wasn't getting taken serious. So he actually ended up writing this script called Red Sneakers. And it was just sounds wild, but it's about a one legged lesbian stand up comic who was an alcoholic. And as soon as he wrote that script, his phone started ringing off the hook. Man. Because it was different. It was out there. Yeah. And that was just kind of that time where Hollywood was looking for something other than the standard, other, other than the norm. So it's funny how that works. You, you know what's wild, too? In 2023, yeah. Pretty Woman, that would have got made quick. That would have been made very fast. Like, I, So I was going to ask y'all, I, Ray P, let me get your opinion. Could you make this film in 2023? Or not could yeah. you make it, but would you want to see it? Would you want to see it is the question. It would have to be marketed maybe differently, but I wouldn't be opposed to it. I think yeah. in the lowest of keys, I think more so now than back then, they could get off with the artsy version, their original plan for the movie. Get Zendaya in it or something, it would go off. Yeah, it, yeah. It'd be like would a they, would, would she be a... Or Malcolm and Marie. So would she... Mm-hmm. Would she be like an OnlyFans model? Probably. Or something along those lines? Probably, yeah. Instagram. Instagram, Instagram model. model or Instagram a bit more accessible out. than your OnlyFans. You might not run across her, but you're going to see an Instagram model. Yeah. It's facts. Yeah. I guess the whole... I guess they would still have to keep her as a sex worker, though. That's why I said... Yeah, you, and and I'm not saying everybody on OnlyFans is a sex worker. But, yeah. Well... Yeah, they are. Not everybody. <laughs> I think that you I'm not, I don't have no do OnlyFans subscriptions. That's school's department, man. Ooh, <laughs> I don't know nothing. <laughs> no, nah, I'm talking shit. I'm talking shit. Well, for whoever needs it. Um, I think that now you can, Hollywood, or not even Hollywood, society would be more inclined to hear the sex worker story. I mean, you have to remember they made a whole movie, Zola, based off of that crazy ass Twitter thread um, that that girl told about her stripping and getting caught up yep. with some strangers oh. and all of that. They made a whole movie behind mm-hmm. that. So I mm-hmm. think now you can tell a sex worker story, quote unquote. I mean, we've seen sex workers or <laughs> ladies of the night <laughs> and, and uh, gentlemen callers in. Sex in the City, and all of the shows, all the movies leading up to this point. So it's not a quote unquote taboo subject anymore. You know, we know people are selling ass and whatever else, and it is what it is. <laughs> I, right. How do you live? Are you out on the floor while your child's hungry? And the only way to feed them is to sleep with a man for a little bit of money? <laughs> is that what's going on? Or. Hey. Are you living La Vida Loca? You living it up like I want to know what's tea, right? Oh, shit. I feel that. I feel that. I ain't mad at it. I ain't mad at it. Yeah, I guess. Would y'all, y'all did y'all see Hustlers no. with Jennifer Lopez? Oh, yeah, I'm lying. Yes, no. I did. <laughs> no, I watched it. I heard it was- would, you, would you would you count something like that kind of 
I guess in a different universe, no. this kind of story that they were trying to tell? No. Okay. Okay. I I could see where you where you going, but but no, only because it doesn't it doesn't cross into the rom com situation. Had they left yeah, it no, on that other shit, maybe. Yeah. Well, three thousand. I don't think it wouldn't be a rom com either. Nah, hell, right. Script, that's what I'm saying. Had they left it like that, I could see the parallel more. That's what that's what I was asking. My bad. Oh, I was asking yeah. if you could see Hustlers as like this dark kind of movie because that came out mm-hmm. what 2016, 17, yeah, somewhere like around that. there. Mm-hmm. Yep. Okay. And remember, remember, people was saying that uh, J Lo got got snubbed for the Oscar. I haven't seen Hustlers in a yeah, while, so I'm not gonna that. say that. That sent that sentence sounds crazy. It d- yeah, bruh, she was, like, it it wasn't snubbed. <laughs> yeah, J Lo. Yeah, I remember for that Oscar being a conversation, before. and she was not. <laughs> yeah, that's just a funny. Yeah, that's just one of those. You know what they say? I ain't see that on my bingo card. Mm-hmm. Yeah. J Lo got snubbed for an Oscar now. They said, man. <laughs> Shout out to J Lo, man. Um, but yeah. Long story short, this film was supposed to be dark. Yes. There was a version where, well, I think after he kicked her out the limo, her and Kit used her earnings to take, uh, Vivian took Kit to Disneyland because that was her one dream. She always wanted to go to Disneyland. There was another version where Kit died. She overdosed. Like, it was some mm-hmm. wild shit that they kicked around there. Um, yeah. Disney. Yeah. Disney originally did not want Julia Roberts. They wanted Meg Ryan. Meg Ryan. Mm-hmm. They wanted Meg Ryan. There's plenty of names. Like, listen, I love a good who almost played this, but there's so many names that were attached to this movie and so many people that called in. Bro. Your Denzel, your Christopher Reeves, your Demi Moores, everybody who was kind of popping. Mindy, Ring- Mindy Ringwald, or I think that's her name, Mandy. Molly, Molly Ringwald. Molly, thank you. Damn. Molly Ringwald. Winona Ryder. Yeah, everybody like that. Everybody. everybody was attached to this movie or was thought about and considered. There are two actors, I think, that if you if you feel if you had them, it definitely could have been that three thousand dark gritty version. Um, it'll be a Scarface reunion. Pacino, Al Pacino and Michelle Pfeiffer. Mm-hmm. They were in serious talks. Al Pacino actually table read with Julia Roberts and said he loved the script, but he wasn't the right person for it. Yeah, turn the roll down. Mm-hmm. All right, yeah. But at mm. three thousand, yeah. But not for not for what we got. No, not for this. I wouldn't want to see. And it, I seen it. They had a Travolta. Yeah, Travolta. That might have been something different. (laughs) I think I I see. see That's the thing. There's so many names that I don't think anyone really stood out. Yeah, yeah. I don't think anyone stood out to where it would be such a Jurassic difference in the movie. Right. Richard Gere did what he was supposed to do, and Julie Roberts did what she was supposed to do. Yeah, I don't know if these characters are elevated enough to really show much range. Like Richard Gere didn't have to show any type of range in this movie, bro. He didn't have to do much anything. He didn't have to do much at all. Um, and even the fish out of water complex with or trope with Julia Roberts, mm-hmm. it was big for then. But now, yeah. like you said earlier, school we've seen that over and over again. It's a little watered down, um, yeah. but absolutely, it was a big deal. Ray P. Yes. You said you saw this. I was going to ask about first experiences, but you said you kind of like me and just kind of really sat down for the first time to watch it. it. This wasn't my first time sitting down to watch it, but it's been at least 20 plus years 
that I've sat down like, oh, it's just starting. Let me sit down and watch the entire film. Yeah, this is a cable. This is a cable phenomenon. Like yeah. This, yeah. this movie is has always been on cable since I can remember cable. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. So. for sure. E back in the day, Pretty mm-hmm. Woman down. <laughs> yeah, school. I know you talked about it with uh, Chantel. Shout out Chantel. Danny, um, did you have to? Did you have anything else you want to add as far as your first experience? No, no. That's Other than those moments, I probably I probably shouldn't have been watching that movie at seven or eight. <laughs> it's actually not the worst. It's not terrible for what you could have been watching. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? But you definitely should have been watching it at seven or eight. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> but it, it's not the worst. Um, I mentioned that this was the fourth highest rom com of all time, fourth highest grossing rom com of all time. The highest opening weekend of all time was Sex in the City. Mm-hmm. Um, two of the top one or fifteen. Two. First one. Okay. So, I want to play a little game with y'all. I want to see if y'all know the answer to this. Two of the top 15 rom-coms of all time in terms of gross, money made at the box office, have black leads. Two of the 15 have black leads. One is the third highest grossing. The other is the 14th highest grossing. Ray, I'm going to ask you first. Do you know what those movies are? I have no idea. Maybe Hitch. Um, and the other one. Are both leads black? Um, in the second one, both leads are black. What the hell? School, do you know what it is? Because I, I was gonna give Rachel a hint. I'll, I'm gonna give you a hint because here's here's the thing with this movie. For some reason, a lot of people don't look, they look at it more as a com-rom versus a rom-com. It gets lost in the shuffle of this rom-com conversation, but it's 100% a, a, com, a rom-com. No. Well, what are your guesses? I definitely was going to say Hitch, but the, I don't know anything. I wouldn't even think it after that. Okay. So Hitch is the third highest grossing rom-com of okay. all time. Um. The number 14th highest grossing rom-com of all time. Coming to America. Mm, that okay. is a, that's one. That's a, that's a rom-com. Yep. Yep. Hitch made $179.4 Coming to America made $128.1 million. Wow. Oh, Rachel, do you have a favorite rom-com? Do you have a favorite? No, I don't think so. I don't think I have a favorite I have per to, se. I would I have, have to sit down them. and really, really think about it. I think we got to we got to do a rom com episode one day. Yeah, I w- I would I be. We we'll just have to do that. I would be down for that. The proposal is number seven. I just want to shout that out because I really love, I the, love proposal. the proposal. Andrew Bullock and Ryan Reynolds. That's number seven. Um, What's number one? Coming to America. I mentioned. My best friend's wedding, which I what you say, Rachel? What's number one? Oh, uh, my big fat Greek wedding. Yeah. And number two. Like nobody's ever touching that. Um, What women want. What women want. The Denzel, the Denzel, the Mel Gibson. Damn, how the fuck I get them confused? Mel Gibson, racist as fuck. The Mel Gibson, um, Helen Hunt. 
combination, not the Taraji P. Henson, Tracy Morgan one. Yeah. Well, her theirs is what men want. That's right. That's right. That's right. Yeah. What women um, want. Damn. Yeah. Yeah. What women what women want is two, hitches three, pretty woman four. There's something about Mary's number five. Okay. Man. That's a classic too. Damn. Rachel, our movie number six. Our movie's number six. Crazy Rich Asians. Crazy Rich Asians. Mm-hmm. That's number six. You know what? You know what my favorite rom com is, and it's a What's good that? bad movie. What? Nothing but trouble. Break up. If you know, you know. Nothing but trouble. Yeah, I, I'm not even gonna search the the depths of the pages. I will need to find to see where that ranks. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. My best friend's wedding. Chevy Chase. That might be in my top five. You got a cameo from Tupac and Humpty Hump. It's a classic. It's a classic. Oh, uh, what might be in your top five, Rachel? I ain't listening to him. My best friend's wedding. <laughs> I think that's much better than um, Pretty Woman. Yeah, my best friend's wedding. For sure. Yeah. yeah. For sure. Yeah. I think that's much better than Pretty Woman. So, yeah, rom-coms, man. I could talk about them all day. I just thought those numbers were interesting, especially the two black leads. Um, and after that, um, ballpark. Just give me one answer. What What do you think? What do you think? Boomerang ranks as far as gross. As far as, as, far as gross, probably like eighteen, nineteen. Right, Pete. What you think? Um, you said eighteen, nineteen million. No, like ranks. No, as far as what what the number you talking about? School? Yes. No, the ranking, or you talking about eighteen, nineteen million? No, I'm talking about ranking. Yeah. Okay. Okay. You say eighteen, nineteen. Honestly, Boomerang is very much a our cult classic. It's very much still a quote unquote black movie. So I'm gonna take it even lower than that. I don't know any white people who've seen Boomerang. Um, Shout out to Brian. He had the soundtrack. Shout out to Brian. Um, Out to me. I don't know. Maybe like in the fifties. Go ahead. Fifty-six. Fifty-six. Hey. Ray P. Look at you. Fifty-six. <laughs> but here's what really pissed me off, and we'll talk. We'll get into the movie. I, I really just wanted to have the rom-com conversation with y'all. It's probably mm-hmm. going to be the highlight of the episode. But um, what really pisses me off about that is down to earth is number sixty-one, and them being five spots apart just really upsets me. Oh yes. wow! Hmm. It really upsets me. When we talk about Boomerang, we'll get into the origin of that and the box office and all of that stuff. It's got an interesting story, but that's for another time. Classic or not? Nah? School? No. Rachel? <laughs> Pretty Woman is a cult classic. Yeah, you got to give it. Oh, well, I can't say you got to. You don't no, have to. But it's a cult classic. classic, yes. It's a classic for real. And the movie poster is a classic as well. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that's funny because they 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 didn't have Photoshop back then, but they pretty much Photoshopped Julia Roberts' head on that her stunt double's body in the poster. That's not even Julia Roberts' body. Damn, um, I know, right? I'm trying to think of a way to start doing because I get what you're saying, school. Like some movies, like we talked about with Crooklyn, like you're, it's a classic, but it's not a classic to us. It's not in our personal favorite. So I don't know how we want to word. Well, it's it's Anymore. all about our age group too, like. Our range, like this movie. By the time we started going to rom coms and really dating, this movie had been made fifteen times. Like so, 
it was over. Like, and we had never seen it. So, but our parents probably like, what? Pretty woman? That's the shit. You know, like, oh, okay. <laughs> School, let Great. me ask you this. What do you think is a child of pretty woman? I don't think there are any. That's why I'm curious. What I'm what I'm saying is the it's 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 just been made before. Just the like I said, the the two people who shouldn't be together coming together and falling in love. Like and they're doing it in within six days. Like um but I think that goes to Rachel's point where that story is as old as Romeo and Juliet. That's Shakespearean as far as the two people that shouldn't be together. You know, I, I, I haven't seen a movie like Pretty Woman. I've seen as far as the premise of the odd couple, but not in the sense of like the storyline and this street worker. Well, the, mo- the, the movie is based off of a play with uh, similar too. Like, I think the, the play they go see is called La La Franta or something of that nature. And it's about a prostitute falling Are you talking about when they, when they go to the opera? Yes, when they go to the opera. I'm sorry. Yes. Yeah. I just don't see... I think I'm kind of with Rachel where I don't, I don't think they made Pretty Woman before. And there's plenty of rom-com. Like, so let's say, for example, You've Got Mail, which is a very specific my... movie. That's one of my... That's top three for me, that's probably. The top, for top me. five for sure. Top five for sure. But... Mm-hmm. When you look at that movie, especially now, you kind of laugh at how dated it is, but yeah. it's still so good. Like I, I, I still have a connection and a feeling with that more than I do Pretty Woman, and it's mm-hmm. kind of the same. It's a very unique story in the way they did it, um, and I think that's why you can still watch it and appreciate it today, even without dial-up internet and AIM and all that. But there are certain you... movies I think that. Go ahead. Go ahead. I'm sorry. No, I was just going to say, there's certain movies that I think they made after that tried to be what you're saying, School, the, the different opposites attract moment, and they worked really well. And I think there's some, like I said, Harry, when Harry Met Sally came out before this, and I love that way more than I do Pretty Woman. And I still call that a classic, and I will still watch that movie. Mm-hmm. I was just going to say that You've Got Mail is one of the first movies like that was mine that I owned, not some shit for the mm. house, but like this is my movie. Um, I don't know. I'm I'm very interested now. I'm really gonna have to think about movies, and I think that would be something cool to do down the line. It's like this movie, like the family trees of certain movies. We get this yeah. because of that. It. Like that would be a really good idea. Because now I'm really trying to think of right. what. Well, and it it happens like. It happens too with like TV, like The Office. The Office was original as hell when it first came out, and then mm-hmm. you got Parks and Recs, and mm-hmm. uh, what's the yeah, other absolutely. community? Like peop- uh, Modern Family, like that mockumentary. Mockumentary. Mm-hmm. That yeah. whole scenario, like people, that's watered down. So it's people that hate, you know, The Office, but they love Parks and Recs. Like, yeah. are they watch Parks and Recs and be like, oh, this trying to be like The Office, like? No, I, you know, you make you're making perfect sense. Let me ask you something, and let me. I'm, I, does this movie fit into that vein, in your opinion? Um, there's something about Mary. No, am I by myself on that one? You think? All right, just kind of that girl of his dreams. Type, well, because Richard <laughs> Gere, and that's part of the issue with this movie for me. I didn't believe 
either one of these characters. I felt like Vivian was had too much going for herself to even be in that situation. And I felt like Richard Gere didn't care enough to, to go that deep with it. I think, I think one of the problems with it too is that it still kind of wanted to be 3000 because it still has those moments. Like uh, the, the first scene where she uh, walks up on Kit about the money, like Kit's obviously spent the money on drugs. Um, and she was with that pimp dude that was trying to get her to, you know, she only owes me 200, you know, you can, you can work it off if you want to. Like it was still little lines of 3000 in there, you know? Yeah. I, I feel like Disney changed. They had already had a bunch of shit shot. And Disney was like, Whoa, wait a minute. <laughs> we can't have this. Um, so I think that too plays a role in, how it's it's I don't know it just don't connect for me man yeah it don't it don't do shit for me. Rachel, you look like you were gonna say something when I mentioned about not believing the characters. Yeah, you said uh, Vivian had too much going on for her. What did she have going on for? Herself? That's what I'm thinking. Her, per her no, her per I mean <laughs> no, no. What I'm saying is her persona. I did not believe that she would from the very first time she got in his car. In those conversations, even what we know before that, I just didn't. But I feel like she would have had another option, or at least tried something else before it came to that. She said, "Kit talked me into it." She made it sound great, which makes me want to know what the hell did Kit say to make it sound this great? Sex because is she good. just didn't. You're doing it anyway. You might as well get some money for it. I don't know, man. I just don't. I don't. <laughs> I personally, I personally don't believe that Vivian. She did not finish that's, high school. That's all it's gonna take. She I know, but that was a choice. It don't matter how she did it. She didn't finish. So yeah. already there is a barrier, quote unquote, to your success. There's a barrier to your elevation. She turned to tricking as a last resort because she didn't want to go home to what Georgia, I think I she was from. So she probably yeah. in her mind did consider something else. So why not the world's oldest profession? Right. That's not surprising to me. It's not an unrealistic story in regards not, to no, I'm not saying that... going to LA. Consider, think about how expensive LA is. <laughs> you right. go, everybody has these dreams of being a star or of being whatever. You go, you realize that fat meat is greasy and the juice ain't worth the squeeze, and you have mm -hmm. to figure out what the fuck am I gonna do? And can I only eat if I sell some ass? Maybe that's a <laughs> lot of people's stories. You know what I'm saying? Like, and maybe just maybe Kit maybe oversold herself that maybe she was like a high paid escort. Maybe she was like trying to sell the lifestyle. Maybe pre-kid on drugs, you know? We or before having a drug problem. A lot of girls do a little bump to, to get through whatever shift it is. Hello? Okay. <laughs> but I, so that I think that's probably what it is, Rachel. So two things. One, I didn't believe that she was in it. Like, like you said, believable story. You don't have to be forced to get into that profession. Mm -hmm. But I just feel like she had other avenues that she probably could have taken. For some, that she just got to look about her. She just doesn't strike me as someone that I see. I don't ask me why. I just no. don't see. And it could be that Julia Roberts. I've seen her so many times that I'm looking at her as Julia Roberts and not as Vivian. No, I mean that could be a big part of girls. Of that's fine before they get strung out. Before the life I, takes 
them under. Oh, that's a fact. But I can that's tell you fact. why. I can tell you why you felt like that. It's because when uh, Edward offered her pretty much a hell of a deal, you know, especially for a prostitute that is late on her rent and is trying to figure it out. He tells her, like, I'll give you put you up in a condo and I'll pretty much I'll stop in and make sure you write, give you credit cards, blase, blase. She didn't want that. She was like, what? I'm not going to be your side piece and all this shit. Like, well, what's your other options then? Like, so I'm with you, Rich. Like, it seemed like she must have had some more options because she turned down. Some people say a hell of a deal. Well, that's a and little. She was trying. I don't know. She man. already loved that nigga by the time the offer was made. That's what I'm saying. She wanted to, she wanted to really be with him. Like a trick. I'm just saying. No, nah, I get it. I get it. There was another point I was going to make about that, but I can't remember what it was in regards to what you were saying, Rachel, about why I don't believe her. Um, but yeah, it's just something about that. And like I said, Richard Gere's character, just, oh, that was the point. The point was, I could see her, she seemed more high quality. Like one of those, you got to call a number and then get to somebody to even reach her. She didn't seem like somebody I see out on Hollywood Boulevard. But I think that has a lot to do with just we know it's Julia Roberts and we got her on this pedestal. That's Tess, nigga. That's why. No, I think now, see, I now think that part I think has that. more to do with her brains. I think she just hadn't gotten that far into it yet. I think she'd been doing it for a little bit to survive, but she really wasn't in, 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 in the life. Like Kent was in too deep. She right. wasn't there. She wasn't gone. You know what I'm saying? She yeah. still had her enough wits about her because she don't do drugs. Kit does. She still has enough wits about her as to where, bitch, I don't need no fucking pimp. I can negotiate kind of my own rates. But even then, she was lowballing herself. So she don't have that much experience. Like she, even though um, Edward pulled up in this nice car, like she really didn't consider him a mark. So she really ain't into the game. You know what I'm saying? Mm, that's that's an interesting point. Now it's oh, got me no. thinking how long has she been out here? Not long. Um, well, maybe yeah, maybe right. longer than some, but not longer than most. I don't even nah, that seemed now that you now that you talk now that we talking this through, this seemed like first, second week type of energy. Come on. Yeah, that's true. That's like true. she just moved in with Kit. Like that's what mm -hmm. it feels like. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Hmm. Maybe a couple months because that... they had a rent situation before. So maybe a couple months, but I really ain't doing it like that. Like Kit said, you can live here, but maybe I'm just getting my feet wet. Maybe I'm just finally like, damn, okay, fuck, let me do this shit. Maybe that, that might help me look at her a little bit differently. Y'all know how much I love backstories and just origins and <laughs> knowing exactly who people are. Um, you know, one of the fascinating things about this film is to me, more than anything in um in um Mr. Edwards is it Edward? Is it Mr. Edward. Edwards? I'm tripping. Mm -hmm. Yeah, thank you. Edwards' uh, character is I want to know more about him selling that company that his dad was president of yeah. and that whole thing. Like that seemed fascinating. Third so, yeah, the third company he ever bought. So maybe that's just part of my own personal thing where I just like having that background information and building my own assumption about these characters that I'm looking at them in one light. But if I'm now that I think about her being on the strip for a couple months, everything starts to be a little bit better for me from a believability standpoint. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. 
Look at y'all, man, helping me out with, with, with movies. She's just coming off the street. She came up a little yeah, Southern girl. She green. She don't fucking know. She don't know shit. And I'm assuming her age, Julia Roberts was 21 at the time of filming. I'm assuming this character is supposed to be 19, 20. Yeah. Exactly. Like super, super young. And that's another thing I will admit that was an issue sitting down watching it. I've seen Julia Roberts since she was Julia Roberts. So (laughs) it's hard to get a gauge. Some people, it's hard to get a gauge on, you know, oh, this is supposed to be 17, 18-year-old Julia Roberts, blah, blah, blah. So I don't know. But let's get into some best scenes categories. I'll be honest, I don't have a ton written down for scenes um, because there's not a ton of as I always like to explain, there's not a ton where if I'm fast forwarding it, where I'm stopping, like, nope, I got to watch this part. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they all have their own little moments and uniqueness to them. So, Ray, we'll start with you. Okay. Um, I'll start because I only have like three things. <laughs> I, I, I have three scenes written down. That's it. I'll go Vivian meeting Edward. So, that whole car ride, her knowing about cars. So, even that. That's giving me you're a blue collar girl. Um, the mm-hmm. fact that, you know, she says she comes from wherever and you know about cars, whereas he didn't know shit, you know, um, mm-hmm. just sort of the buildup of what their chemistry and dare I say relationship will look like in him being. I don't want to say impressed, but him being intrigued by her, you mm-hmm. know, and then following that up into the hotel just how she, to use your point earlier, is a fish out of water. She's getting the looks and she doesn't even know. She recognizes, yes, I'm a prostitute, but she doesn't even know the extent at this point of the different world that she's in versus where she comes from. So just sort of the buildup of that, of what we'll see them to look like from there. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. I got that scene down as well for everything you just said. It gets Edward is the avatar for us. Yeah. Like we get we're getting to learn about Vivian the same way he is. Um it's funny because they slipped in that line about her being from Georgia because she is from Georgia mm-hmm. and her accent wasn't fully developed as far as Hollywood. So just mm-hmm. in case she slipped in and out, they wanted to have some kind of reasoning for it in the script. Um yeah. if that happened. But yeah, man, she just didn't have that. She didn't have those stereotypical qualities, I guess. Brilliant. And this scene made it make a lot more sense, like you said, about the cars and knowing all that information and just random facts. And he said it in a later scene. Um, you know, I'm I'm not I'm not surprised. I'm not usually surprised by people or yeah. easily surprised. And she said, you know, they shot the hell out of me. But that goes to your point, Ray, about the intrigue. There was something about her that he wanted to learn more. Um, that's why originally it's a little bit off character to me that he would want to invite her up. But when you actually get up when, for the hundred dollars a night, when he actually drops her off, but when they actually get up there and you see he ain't even own that. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? He ain't even own that. So he, it makes sense because now I just want to learn more about you. I'm not even trying to get, I, I probably will stroke at the end of the night, but we'll see how this goes. Like I've never met someone like you. Mm-hmm. I want to know how you ended up in this situation. Yep. Yeah, um, for sure. So that part I would say is a great character trait because it made 100% sense that he didn't go up there and immediately try to get the business. Whereas mm-hmm. you got somebody like Stucky who would have been on some trash. Yep. Right. Yep. Yep. I loved it. I, I agree a thousand percent. And I love the fact 
that Gary Marshall, who you said earlier, you brought up the Lucy thing. He he had Lucy on, and you know we find out later that Vivian is a redhead. You know, homage to Lucy. Um, yeah, this mm-hmm. was that was great directing. Um, but side note, man, there's nothing like having money. Edward was just flossing that whole scene. You know, I can tell you, you trying to rush me into this, you know, trying to get me. I ain't, I ain't on that. What, what, what it costs for the night? The good. Listen, yeah. chill, relax. You here for the night, baby. Let's get to know each other. So that was dope for him. Like we yeah. said, Richard Gere, Richard Gere stepped aside, and that's that's big for him because if you look at what he was doing at that time, it wasn't good. So, you know, for him to really step aside is big. I don't even think that the this is something that bothered me, and we'll get to it, I guess. But that let me know that Edward was lightweight green too. You know what I'm saying? He don't he don't hire a bunch of hoes because yeah, the reality is is the job is to get in and get out. I don't. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I got money. Maybe I'm a a bit classier. But all of this extra is not, and yeah. guys know I've never been a prostitute, but, but <laughs> all of this, all of this extra is not a part of the deal. You know what I'm saying? You may want to, yeah. you don't drink. If we get a strawberry and champagne, I want to enjoy that as well. I don't need to make you, given your profession, I don't need to make you feel like a woman. You know what I'm saying? Like, as you should, but I don't need to make you do that. I don't have to just say bend over, bitch, and that's it. But <laughs> all of the other things he he really didn't have to do. So you trying to get to know me? You're that intrigued, nigga. I'm a lady of the night. That's all you need to know. But that three hundred dollars. If it was a hundred for the hour, why would I you only that... charge three hundred for the night? Yeah. Are you but crazy? I, I... I also think that goes back to what you talked about, Rachel, her being there a month, maybe two. You see, she asked Kit what she should even charge, dude. Mm-hmm. Like, and she said nothing less than a hundred. Um, she clearly, like you said, has only been there a couple months doing it because she didn't know. She was shocked that he even asked for the whole night. Like, uh, right. 300. Like, what? You were supposed to charge eight, nine, a stack. That's in my, that's in my things that bother me. Just the whole buildup of it. The, the way she said, you can't afford me. Yeah, I thought she was about to drop a number on him. Period. <laughs> and you see him in the penthouse at the Beverly Hills Wilshire. Like, of course you mean I can't afford you. Now I'm about to make it a point to That's double what I was about to say. He told me I can't afford you. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man. So, yeah, and the movie did a good job of doing things that wouldn't, in most situations, just wouldn't make any sense. Mm-hmm. But you can get it off. Like him letting her drive the car. Yep. Like in most times, nine point nine times out of ten, but when you cannot drive a stick of somebody who knows how to drive a manual, you, if you can't drive one. There's really not anything more nerve wracking. Mm-hmm. So he had no choice but to let her do it because she knew. But it's still like, damn, this ain't realistic, but it is at the same time. Yeah, because one of the questions is where she ain't none of them type of cars. Where she from? What the Lotus? Yeah, I'm sure because she. I'm yeah. I'm them country speedways, NASCAR, all that stuff down there. I'm sure they she right. stuff like that. Because remember, she compared it to some other Corvette and something else. She was like, "It's like these and these." And so while she hadn't driven this, she driven those. Yeah, you're right. Um, mm-hmm. School, you got to. Uh, I'm sorry. Did anybody want to add anything else? 
school yeah. you got to see? Yes. Um, another good thing about this is Hector. I can't say his last name, so I'm not going to attempt. Uh, Bernie Thompson. Barney Thompson. Uh, the the manager, the hotel manager. Yeah. When you have Hector Elizondo, Hector Elizondo. Yes. When you have uh, a newcomer, you need a Hector Elizondo to play off of, and he was phenomenal in this movie. I love I love his him knowing that she was a prostitute and just playing it so well. Like people like you don't come around. I'm sure you're his family member. Like just all that is just. Dope ass acting. When he asked her her name and she, what do you care? Girl, don't play with me. Like, hey, did his thing. That was your scene, him pulling her up? Him pulling her to the side, that's the scene? Okay. Yeah, I like that scene too. Um, You know, Thompson, it wasn't his first, he'd been at the hotel, he the manager. He he knows a whole off the stroll when he sees one. Now, maybe uh-huh. some of the other high-profile guests may use a higher-profile lady of the night, but he already uh-huh. he had a number to call. He already knew, essentially, what to do and how to guide her through not just navigating the shops, but through other people at the hotel as well. Yeah. But- My favorite thing about that scene is the fact that it wasn't we come to know Barney as a favorite character of this film and just being a genuine, genuinely good person. Yeah. But they set it up to where it wasn't necessarily he was doing it out of the kindness of his heart. Um, mm-hmm. He's a professional. Yep. You know, he strikes me as somebody who takes his job very seriously. So helping her is helping him in the long run. Mm-hmm. Sure. There is a standard. That's not the first prostitute that he's seen in his hotel, sure. but it is the one dressed like her. Yeah. Like Rachel yeah. just said. Fact. So. I'm going to help you out. I'm going to make sure you're good. And I see, now that I'm sitting down talking to you, I see you really don't mean no harm. Yes. And if I got to lead you around and show you how to really work this how you need to, then sure. Mm. And I love the fact that even when she went to the department store and um, she's telling the person that Barney hooked her up with, you know, that's not really my uncle. I'm not really his niece or whatever. And They (laughs) They never never are. are. (laughs) Yeah, so she knew it's that little small of Mm-hmm. They know. Everybody knows. Like mm-hmm. we, ain't, we ain't tripping off that. So I love that yeah. part of it too. Um, Ray P, you got another scene? Um, I'll just go to the second legendary shopping scene. Once he comes and shows up, puts that platinum card down. You know, just because I think now that we've seen multi montages of people shopping and trying on clothes, this and the third. Once she really was in her shit, like oh wow. This is the life. I just like that just because one, I fucking love clothes. And two, everybody deserves that pretty woman moment. Like, yeah. <laughs> just cash me Straight out. Straight up. <laughs> Straight up. That always reminds me of D2, the Mighty Ducks. When they in the Rodeo Drive, the kids are on Rodeo okay. Drive having these people model clothes and stuff. That For some reason, that always reminds me of that whole montage. That is um, funny. Yeah. School, you got another scene? Nope, that's it for me. Have another, okay, that's it. I, I'll, I'll throw one in the hat then. Go ahead. It really is my last scene, though. Um, Edward, and there's some more. Like I said, there are a lot of good moments. I just didn't mm-hmm. write them a scene. I like the polo game and that whole. You know, yeah. that's that's one that could almost go on the list. Mm-hmm. Um, a few things that were important in that scene that led to the the ending of the movie, but that's overall, right. I don't have to stop and watch it, but. 
Definitely when Stucky pulls up to the hotel and Edward saves Vivian. Yeah. That whole moment. And I wanted to ask you, Rachel, is that a come see about me moment? Or is that just doing the right thing? Well, he wasn't coming to see about her. He was coming back to the hotel. Now, when he comes to her house, that's come see about yeah. her. So the house is come see because he that's when they had their first real conversation after that whole Stucky thing. And like he broke that nigga nose, like really stood up for it. Was that, that's, that's why I said, is that more him just doing the right thing? That's but that's the second. Remember, Stucky at the polo game, yeah, you know, yeah. tried. Yeah, he to, tried him. But, but Edward wife right over there, man, it. boy. Yeah, Edward didn't do shit. Even when they got into it back at the hotel about that, and she tried to leave. Like I appreciate the gesture. Yeah, come out here. Um, Poco, come see about me, but not for real. Like, that's just, we fixing this shit in a moment. Now, after the whole Stucky thing, the second time when he tried to rape her, trigger warning, in the hotel room, he had to come back. Like, you wouldn't, as a man, you just gonna watch that? You just gonna let right. him, your boy? Oh, yeah, Somebody no, let absolutely. you know you do yeah. business? Like, you gotta step, you gotta slide for that. So that's not really a come see about me. That's just having integrity. Fair. Okay. Just doing the right thing like I thought. Yep. Yeah. Got you. Got you. Yeah. I just, that scene alone, just because, like you said, trigger warning, but mm-hmm. if you see some fuck shit like that, you got to step in. You got to. You got to stick in. And Stucky just wasn't an enjoyable character. No. He's in my, that, that character is in my and things that bother me. I just, from everything about him from beginning to end, never. And, and, and never stuck with me. No, no I'm pun intended. A, I'm a big Jason Alexander, George Costanza fan, and I'm actually glad that we still got George Costanza and he didn't get like typecasted or people didn't mm-hmm. fuck with him because that shit happens for real. Like in Hollywood, for sure. yeah. Like uh, so, yeah, and yeah, and it's definitely not a Jason Alexander thing. It's a character. It's yeah, it's right. character. And I guess you probably want to give credit to Jason Alexander for making him so, um, yeah, you know, unlikable. Cause he was a dirty some bitch, boy. Like you said, white yeah. right over there. She calling him while he rubbing her arm. Like, yeah, she ain't got no kind of G. They ain't got no kind of like this tact to him. No kind of smoothness. Nah. No, I'm gonna link up. Whatever. It was just because he, he felt creepish. But that's how it be when you used to getting whatever you want. I guess that's that it. brand. Exactly that. Exactly. Throw that. some money at it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I guess you're right. I guess you were right. Um. I guess I will throw in the end. I don't know, Rachel. Did you have any more? That was it. That the ending. The ending. You know? Who loves? Who doesn't love a happy ending? Him showing yeah. up, pulling up, come see about me. Mm-hmm. All that. Shout out to Thompson. You know, yeah. letting them know Daryl dropped them off. Shout out to Daryl, making all the wine. <laughs> Shout out to Daryl, man. <laughs> yeah. Shout out to Daryl, man. Real one. Yep. Either one of you have any best quotes? Take care of you. Nope. That's a real one. <laughs> That's a real one. Um, I've got a couple of them written down. Go ahead. Uh, I love the exchange of I would have stayed for two thousand. I would have paid the four. I like yeah. that exchange. <laughs> Old girls uh, at the polo game just giving shade. Also, you're the flavor of the month. Uh, and then Jay Stucky's wife. Um, it's always a pleasure meeting one of Edward's girls. Uh, that's and the word. That's pretty much it. Oh, and then when she said, "Are these people your friends?" No wonder why you came looking for me. Just those yeah. little moments. Mm-hmm. But there wasn't anything else that really stood out as far as a quote go. Oh, the bad stuff is easier to believe. I think that's some real shit too. 
Um, seems silly. I think we probably got the same person. Barney. Yeah. Yeah. Barney Thompson. Yeah. Hector Elizondo definitely mm-hmm. seems silly. They all, like I said, they all were in Runaway Bride in 1999, including the director. Um, so those three actors were in the same movie. So it's good to see them reunite. And things that bother you. I already said it. It's the charging a hundred dollars for an hour and then only three hundred for the night. Rookie mistake. Yeah, thanks, <laughs> yeah, that's that's the only other thing that really bothers me is she didn't stand up for herself in that in the uh, shopping scene. But I get it. But what was so, she supposed to do? Is, but I, no, I get it. I get it. I get it. No, so here's I'm gonna I'm gonna take what you just said and enhance it a little bit. My thing, one of my things that's bothered me is the revenge scene wasn't enough for me. Yeah, like I I know it goes back to what you just said. What is she supposed to do? She got her point off. I'm in here with all these bags. I'm looking good, unrecognizable. It was only a day ago that I was in here and y'all treated me like I wasn't nothing. I just love a good revenge scene. Um, and out of love for her to have a little bit more to do with that because they really was trying to play in her face. Mm-hmm. Um, but what but the fact though? that she got one to begin with is cool. I don't she know. That's the thing. I don't know. She could have she picked somebody who wasn't there maybe and gave them the commission. Like, ah, I'll pick you. You won here last time. Maybe. Yeah, I don't have an answer. I don't no, have an okay. answer of how what she could do. But I, I don't want don't nobody know. to get this sale. Think episode of A Different World where the, the mm. server, I don't want to call her server, where the, the clerk wouldn't serve Whitley or she felt she kept shading Whitley like you don't have no money. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And when she did, once Freddie and everybody talked some sense to her, when she did go back and return, even though there was a nice lady there, like, I don't want to patronize none of y'all. Like, fuck y'all. Straight up. Yeah, you can't. I just wanted to stun a little harder. One of my favorite... um. One of my favorite revenge scenes in a rom-com isn't even in the theatrical release. It's a deleted scene in Hitch. And it's very smart, and it's definitely some shit I would have done. That's probably why I love it so much. But I'm not going to get into the scene itself. I just like a good quality revenge scene. Yeah. It doesn't have to be over the top or anything vindictive. Just want to let that other person know, oh, I fucked up. So, yeah. I, I'll send it to you, Rachel. I'm, I'm assuming you don't know which Hitch scene I'm talking about. I have no idea what you're talking about, but I would do. I'll send it. I'll send it to you. Yeah, it wasn't. It wasn't. That's part of the reason that's my favorite. It wasn't. It wasn't vindictive. Oh no, I said I do believe in being vindictive. Oh shit! If I'm getting back, I'm getting back. That's why I don't get your get back all the way. Yeah. Also, the last thing I have written down in this category, and it's really, it's a tweener. It's not. It's not something that really bothered me. And it doesn't really fit in. Wouldn't let that happen to me because you can't control it. But in the very first scene of this movie, Edward's about to leave the party. He Mm -hmm. sees Susan, which we know is an old flame of his. Mm -hmm. He said, I heard you got married. She looked at her ring, gave a little like, ah, you know, I couldn't wait for you forever. If my wife ever, Mm -hmm. ever, Mm -hmm. if somebody said her, I heard you got married, and her answer was to the nigga, I couldn't wait for you forever. (laughs) Once again, I can't stop it. What am I going to do? So I can't say I wouldn't let it happen to me. You're going to be hurt. I, I, man, it. come on, man. Don't describe me fucking <laughs> proposing to you and marrying you and dedicating my life to just ah, I couldn't wait on the nigga I wanted forever. <laughs> You're going to be hurt, brother. That's all. 
No, nah, I'm just looking at Rachel's face because she's she being all she thinking what I'm saying. saying everything. Be her face saying everything. I may have said something similar. <laughs> something fairly recent. Rachel, all right, man. Do you uh moving on? <laughs> What'd you say? I said I'm not fucking with y'all, man. I'm not doing this with y'all. Today. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Do you want to talk about the come see about me moment? Uh, no, I think it was standard end of the movie. Hooray, we finally got it together. Mm-hmm. But even still, oh, let me add this to the things that bother me. They only been together a week in this hotel room. Six days. When she dropped that I love you, like, you, ha- we haven't done enough. I don't and this may be me and my cold, jaded heart, but why the fuck are y'all saying that? Why are you saying that? You That's don't love this man. You don't fucking know him. It's a fucking stranger. She love him. Love him. When you know, you know. Mm-hmm. Man, fuck that. And you see how he was put off. He was acting funny. At first, because he was like, Yo, what the fuck? That shit's scary. Prostitute. And because I've known you six days, I might be intrigued by you. I might have a genuine hey. like and concern for your well-being, but love? Y'all, you think no. they use comments every time? No. See? He love her. They, that is, that's not love. Niggas are sticking. I know. I, 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 shit. <laughs> uh, he said that's not love. <laughs> With a prostitute, that's love. Shit. Man, that's a this is a sick Negro. <laughs> Man, I'm just thinking about them kissing in the mouth. You know, that was the telltale the telltale sign for them. Now, let me ask y'all this. That was a- and you can if it's too much. School, you're married. In your premarital life and not bringing back anything up. I don't know if your wife listens. Was kissing on the mouth a thing for you for somebody that you weren't super serious with? It was a casual thing. Like, was that a barrier for either of y'all? Not for me. Um, I think at one at one point in my life when I was young, like a kid, yeah, it definitely mm-hmm. was a it was a thing. But as an adult, nah. I mean, unless it's nah, nah, it's not. No, it wasn't. I feel you. Yeah. Uh, now here's the here's the wild part, and this might be a little bit too anecdotal. Nah, I ain't going there. I'm not even going there because I'm. Yep. Nope. I'll talk to you about it after we finish. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> nope. Got to Got be it. more careful. Got to be more um, careful. Cultural moments. I just realized this is what we should have it all. We should. These white movies we do, we should really see if there's any cultural moments in there. There weren't in Pretty Woman. Unless I missed something. Oh. Mm, nah. The culture is of the night. Uh, it might be. It might have been. Which part? <laughs> uh, the uh, Black people black being workers, people. hotel workers and nah, drivers. The black dude acting ignorant and getting that interview. From the news reporter, and he was in there fooling. 
we ain't the only one. See, just like I made the joke about being the workers, that was me being sarcastic. Like we, that's not a cultural thing. I don't see plenty of white people acting ass on these news. Uh, Fuck her in the pussy. That, that's a white dude from Cincinnati. Yep. You know what I mean? So I've mm-hmm. seen all types of stuff. I wouldn't see that. That's not cultural enough for me. But then, um, it, okay. Yeah, I don't know. I, I wouldn't say there there are any in this film. Any actors from The Wire? Nope. Soundtrack. Whatever. Cool. Obviously, mm-hmm. there was a time in history where these movies were being made off of certain songs. Lean on me. Yeah. Um, you know, Pretty Woman. So, wouldn't let that happen to me. I told you my kind of tweener. Do you, either one of y'all have anything? Not really. I'm not. Mm-hmm. No. <laughs> school, did, school, did you have any trivia? Yeah, I had a couple things. Uh, the piano scene. Richard Gere was actually playing the piano and he wrote that piece of music for the movie. And Julia Roberts, man, she broke out in hives and had a big ass, like, fading vein. And Gary Marshall, the director, and Richard Gere had to rub it out um, for the sex scene. She got all nervous. She was so nervous, yeah. Then she broke out in hives right after that. So, man, that's all I got, though. Yeah, um, just one one quick one. The the night doorman. So when they first pull up to the hotel early in the movie, at the Beverly, mm-hmm. Beverly Wilshire, that night doorman, um, he ended up playing Mikey Paul Meese in The Sopranos. Mm. So I gotta shout out my good earner Sopranos fam. You know, check yeah. that out. Um, if you like Sopranos from a black perspective, but yeah, Mikey Paul Meese was one of my favorite Sopranos characters, even though he wasn't shit. And <laughs> Ferrari and Porsche had a chance to be in this film. For product placement, and they didn't want any parts of a movie that had to do with prostitution. Crazy. And when they said no, Lotus, they ended up being in the film, The Lotus, and the, their sales went up by like 111%, 700 It was something crazy, some kind of crazy yeah. number. Their sales went up after the product placement in this film. Um, and obviously, this film ended up being a classic. Um, and with that being said, we get to the end of the episode. The average viewer rates this film. 7.1 out of 10. Too high, too low, just right. Too high. To me. <laughs> yeah, it's all about you. 5.8. Oh, yeah. yeah. I must say... Six, nine. What you it's too high for me. I'm going six seven. Going six seven. Y'all watching this again? And if so, and if so, what you coming back for? Background noise. Background noise. It's not (laughs) terrible. It's just, and that's the thing. I I hope I I hope I, um, you know, articulated that properly. It's not that the movie's bad. I don't think it's a bad movie by any means. Mm-hmm. It just doesn't wow me, per se. There's not really those moments where I'm just like, oh, I can't wait for this scene to come up. But just pound for pound, beginning to end, is it an entertainment? And I can kind of keep it on without dozing off or something? Yeah, I can. I would more so be, not more so, but I would be very interested in, like, if there was a, I'm going to say a white culture garden, but like, some 30 mm-hmm. plus euro white movie critics <laughs> and what their take because I wonder too how much of our assessment 
is from a cultural standpoint just because it's not. And I know we all can recognize good non-black, blackish movies, this, that, and third, but I wonder if it would mean more if Pretty Woman meant more, meant more. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Because like, that's what makes me think- tore down Crooklyn last week, like how pained we were. I don't feel yeah. bad about not caring about this. Like I felt yeah, bad about nah. not caring about Crooklyn. Hell no. Nah. <laughs> but it's somebody it's still gonna be background noise. Yeah, yeah. It's some it's somebody that gonna hear this and be salty. Like yeah. probably <laughs> love you. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean listen I'm trying to figure out and this will be another conversation for another day. When I think about you got mail, when I think about how to lose a guy in 10 days, um, when I think about when Harry met Sally, um, crazy rich Asians, these type of rom-coms that exist that I just love so much. I mean, really love and will watch happily over and over again. Um, Pretty Woman has a good movie. It just doesn't have that same effect on me, and I don't know why. Maybe I'll figure it out. But it just doesn't have that same charm or appeal to me, even though I get I completely understand if somebody came up to me today and said this is their favorite rom-com. I get it. I understand mm-hmm. it, especially if you're from a certain generation or a certain age. Yeah. But for me, it ain't it. Yeah. It ain't it. Like, but I'm not calling you crazy if you call it yours. Hitch is another one. Like I said, there's there's so many movies like that that just. I will watch before I will watch before. So, pretty woman, you stepped outside the culture. We appreciate y'all for joining us on this journey. Next week is actually a um, a cultural movie, even even isn't like specifically black culture. It was a big moment in time. If you are a '90s kid, '80s baby, um, I can't wait to talk about it. We will, obviously we don't reveal what we're talking about, but please make sure you tune in next week. Um, we'll have a new episode for y'all. We got y'all. Don't forget to subscribe to that on a quick break, but we will be right back early August to talk about a couple shows. As I mentioned earlier, um, I think that's really about it. You know, now that we at the end of the show, please be sure to like, to, to subscribe, to review, to rate, get your thoughts out. Let us know if you think Pretty Woman's the shit. We'd be more than happy to listen to y'all and hear y'all. I might have to slide this to Brian and get his opinion. I really want to know, like, what would your family say if they heard me say "Pretty Woman" was mid? And I really want to hear the answer to that. Yeah, next week we'll talk about it. We'll talk about it. So, all right, y'all. That's been real. I love y'all. Love you. Uh, I'm talking to Ray P in school right now, but I look, I do love y'all as far as the listeners as well. <laughs> For sure. No doubt, man. Appreciate y'all tuning in. Y'all be cool. How y'all be cool? Peace. Bye, guys.